Hi, uh, my name is Ken Thatcher. I'm a compulsive reader. I'm also an alcoholic. Um, and I want to thank Lorraine for asking me to speak tonight. It's always a good thing to be of service where I can. Um, I am a 100-pounder. I'm not necessarily proud of that. I've released well over 100 pounds. And um, it just means that I took my disease to the outer limits and it damn near killed me. And I'll, I'll get to that in my share. But I always like to start my shares with reading the foreword of the AA 12 and 12, a part of it. Um, in the third paragraph, it says, AAs, or in this case, you know, OAs 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which is if practice is a way of life, can expel the obsession to drink or to overeat and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. And I wrote to God after that. Um, yeah, you know, um, what it was like, what happened and what it's like now. Um, what it was like was I was, you know, just exercising my disease, uh, a disease that I did, I took a couple of them that I didn't realize that I had, you know, and just to skip over the the beginnings, it's much like everybody else's, you know, throughout my life, I progressively gained weight and, and used food for comfort and for as a higher power and et cetera. And where I ended up, where it took me was I was over 400 pounds, wound up in the hospital and towards the end of my eating career there, I would get these infections in my legs these really bad cellulitis infections. And the last time it happened, um, I wound up in the hospital for about a week and they couldn't control the infection. And uh, the doctor told me that they had to take me off the antibiotics that they were, had me on because the cocktail was um, causing a secondary infection in my blood and they had to take me off them. And they predicted that when they did that, then the infection in my leg would spread and they were going to have to amputate my right leg below the knee. And I decided right then that that if they amputated my leg, that I was going to go home and shoot myself. You know, my life was so <clears throat> upside down. I mean, not only physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, I was losing my apartment. I was losing my job. The IRS was garnishing my wages um, because I, I I got the bright idea of filing exempt because I needed more money to exercise my diseases. I was just completely a wreck. And uh, I believe it was divine intervention that when they <clears throat> took me off the antibiotics, my uh, my fever broke overnight, and I was released from the hospital. And I remember the doctor telling me he said that, it, that I was a very lucky man, <clears throat> and I might I probably wouldn't be afforded that opportunity again, and that I should get my health in order. But I had no idea how to do that because, like I said, I was heavily involved in two different diseases, alcoholism and overeating, that I didn't. No, I had. I'd never heard of Overeaters Anonymous. My doctors never explained that to me or anything. Um, I barely knew of AA just from social engagement, you know. But um, anyway, so that was, uh, you know, how I, right before I started attending meetings, uh, I started dating a woman that was sober. She turned me on to Overeaters Anonymous, um, told me to get a sponsor, you know, and did 10 meetings and that, that we were done, she said that our relationship was over. She said that I needed to focus on my program. And when it was all said and done, I she probably wouldn't be the type of person that I would want to be with anyway, she told me. And she's right. <laughs> um, the woman I became married to a week and a half ago is quite different than, than she was. And that was, you know, 20, 23 years ago. Yeah. But 
that's what it was like. My life was completely a wreck. My health was in shambles, um, just insane, smoking, drinking, overeating. So I got came into the rooms, um, attended the rooms. My first meeting was in 2002 in L.A. It was a, a Tuesday night speaker meeting in Culver City. Um, I assume it was still there. I haven't been there in years. Kind of gravitated towards Orange County, but um, got a sponsor. And one of the first things my sponsor told me, my first sponsor, he said, Ken, you and I suffer from a disease that in all likelihood will kill us both. And that was my, my introduction to, to having a sponsor. He says, but the good news is, is that if you follow direction and we study the big book of AA and we get truly abstinent, what he defined, and I I do believe and I share with my sponsors, is is not eating flour and sugar. Okay, I tell my sponsors and other people, I share when I share that if you're struggling or you're in relapse and you're eating flour and sugar or you're drinking alcohol because that's liquid sugar, that I would say that's exactly why you're struggling because you're putting something in your bloodstream in your body that you're allergic to. And to have an allergy means to have an adverse reaction to it. And if you read the doctor's opinion in the big book, it describes that whole scenario, what happens to us when we do that. We're different than normal people. And there are certain things. People talk about foods in a way, and that's, that's cool, but I teach my sponsors to focus on what the food is made of, what's in it. You know, we do food inventories, and we stay away from flour and sugar. And I believe that that's the definition of what it means to be truly abstinent. Because in my own experience and what I've observed in others, people that struggle are eating flour and sugar. It's, it's, it's medically known to be addictive. That's why they put it in everything, right? Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, he, he turned me on to a lot of things. And it, he, you know, there's something to be said for his bedside manner. But that man saved my life. You know, he told me some truth about my condition that I often didn't understand uh, was confusing at times, but he c- continually reassured me and the people that he ran with that if I stayed abstinent and sober and worked the steps that it would change my life, that I would return to health, I would lose all the weight, that my mind would clear, and I would it would give me a connection with God that would change my life in, in every area of my life. And I, I would look at these guys, and they were successful men and women. I mean, I don't define success by being thin or, you know, or being a millionaire or something like this, but they were, they were spiritually fit. They were happy. They had positive, you know, marriages. They had positive relationships with other people. Um, they were happy. You know, they were successful at their jobs. They were educated, you know, and I would look at them and I would ask them, I'd say, so you're telling me that you, you equate all of that success that you have to staying abstinent and to working these steps. And every one of them said, yes. And so I adopted that truth and I, I did it. And that's exactly the experience that I had. You know, I lost, weight came off. My blood work today is perfect. You know, um, you know, I, I've reached levels at my job that, that I was being fired from in the beginning. I'm now a superintendent uh, at my job. I have five crews, electrical crews that I run. And, you know, I wouldn't hire me today. If a guy came into my office that was doing what I was doing back then, I would not hire him. I'm very lucky. I don't deserve to have the things I have, you know, because of the things I've done to myself and other people. You know, I rectified that through the steps, and anything can be changed. You know, no matter how much ill health you have or the money you owe or any of that, anything can be reversed through the steps. I believe that. I'm a I'm an example of that. Um, 
you know, I had insurmountable debt that I've been able to reverse. Um, it's a longer story for another day, but, um, you know, and so, but the thing I want to share today to the newcomer, to the people on the line is that, you know, if you don't have a sponsor, get a sponsor. You know, I've been sponsored by three men in this program. They were all what I call black belt, big book thump and alcoholics, you know, that were also overeaters, you know, and none of them uh, sponsored me through the AA literature. I mean, I'm sorry, the OA literature. <laughs> they all sponsored me through the, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 and 12 of Alcoholics Anonymous, and a few other pieces of literature. But, uh, um, and I believe the reason why they did that is because in my experience, and I've read the OA literature, but I believe that it's watered down compared to the AA literature. And the people that I've observed in the rooms that solely use the OA literature struggle. They become confused because the idea of, of entire sobriety with the food isn't there, you know? And I think that's bad for an addict. One has to have a clear understanding of who they are, you know, and what the problem is exactly. And if you don't have that, you will violate yourself and not even realize it. You'll even defend that position, you know, as you suffer. And that makes no sense because that's another thing I learned in the rooms by observing people, not judging them, but just paying attention to what's going on around me. Because there are a lot of people that were suffering. And I didn't understand that because the book tells me I'll be set free, that I'll be released from my addiction. So I would ask my sponsor that I'd say, hey, if I'm going to invest my time and, and my life to this thing, I go, I want to be set free. I want to, I want to live right. I want to feel good. And he assured me, he goes, well, then just keep, keep working the tenets of the program and you will. You know, establish your relationship with God and your life will improve. And it did, you know. Um, yeah, you have to be in a position of surrender when you come into a 12-step program. I tell my sponsors, when somebody calls me to sponsor them or to help them, I say, look, you know, the very fact that you're calling me looking for help tells me that everything that you tried prior to that phone call has failed you. Otherwise, you'd be doing that. You know, a 12-step fellowship of any kind is the last house on the block. If you fail here, you die. That's, you know, the book tells us that. It's very clear about that. Addiction is 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 a deadly disease. We have a progressive disease that's fatal. And if you don't treat it properly, it will kill you, and you'll suffer the whole way down. You know, my old sponsor, Jack Z, used to tell me, he said, Candy goes, if you're unwilling to surrender to this program and work it by design, the disease will be more than happy to take you by the hand and take you to a point of submission. But he said, one way or the other, you will submit, you know. So you pick the one you want. One's going to set you free and save your life. The other one will ultimately kill you. So you choose the one you want. My current sponsors taught me that there's pain in recovery and there's pain in the disease. So pick your pain, you know. And he's told me that I have to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Being a sober individual um, in AA and, and, and in OA, um, is is difficult. It's very often daily uncomfortable. My natural state as an addict is to be high, is to be impaired, um, is to be, you know, influenced in some way from, from the neck up. Yeah, I like that, you know. But the, my problem is as an addict is I can't control that. I, I take it to its extremes and, and ultimately, like I say, Dan or killed me. And, uh, um, so I... I I urge you, the book says we beg of you, you know, to get, you know, 
to follow the tenets of the program. Get a good sponsor who has a sponsor, okay, that has a working knowledge of the big book and do exactly what they tell you, no matter, you know, if it's confusing or not, no matter if it upsets you or not, you know. My first sponsor told me, he said, Ken, he goes, you know, what have you got to lose, man? <laughs> you're you're dying. You know, you just came out of the hospital. He goes, give me your brain for one year, for 12 months. He goes, at the end of that process, he goes, if you're not happy with the way your life has improved and your health, he goes, I'll gladly refund you your misery for free because there's no money being exchanged here. He goes, and he's explained to me a, a deeper concept that I later came to understand. He said, I'm sponsoring you for, for me. He goes, not for you. He goes, now I want you to recover because I want you to live a good life. But the reason why I'm spending time with you is that I stay clean today. I didn't understand at the time, but I completely understand that philosophy today, you know? Um, yeah, you know, and just, just give into it, you know, surrender, you know, and, and, and surround yourself with positive people who know what they're talking about and that are having a positive experience in recovery. Okay. I see this a lot in the rooms that there's a whole lot of people suffering, a whole lot of people struggling and, you know, beyond the, the daily struggle of being an addict staying sober, right, or abstinent, you know. I'm talking about they're, they're openly admitting that they're using, attending a lot of meetings and calling that recovery. That's not that's not recovery. Yeah, I know that it shocks people and it may offend some when I say that, but it's true. Show me in the big book where it says that it's okay to use and you're going to have a good time and, and you might turn the corner one day. That's not what it says. Read it. Study that book. Fact check me on that one, okay? What it says is that if you don't get right with the substance and then seek a spiritual connection with God via the steps, you will die at the hand of your disease. You know, it says the only relief we have to offer you is entire absence. You must be completely clean of your substance and then work the steps from a sober state. And that the power to stay absent has to come from a power outside of myself, from a higher power. If I had the ability to not use and destroy my life, um, I'd be doing that. Because recovery is a lot of work. I spend a lot of time in meetings and sponsoring people and speaking in meetings and, you know, planning my food and so forth, right? It's a lot of work. But the life I've been given because of that is far greater than I could ever, was ever able to achieve otherwise. You know, that's another thing my first sponsor taught me. He said, Ken, he said, <clears throat> the condition of your life today, okay, the, the over 400 pounds out of the hospital, suicidal, smoking, drinking, just a complete wreck. He said, you did that to yourself. He goes, you got to that place because you did what you thought was most appropriate for you. Generally, my- Thank you. That was a hard pill for me to swallow. But I was the cause of all my pain and all my destruction because I was busy blaming it on the government, my acts and conditions and what have you, you know. Now, the problem was that I was spiritually disconnected and I didn't have knowledge of the diseases that I was exercising, you know. So I read the big book with a good sponsor. I got a, a working knowledge of my own condition, okay, of my diseases. And then I did what I was told. I followed direction of people that had success. And I, too... Again, my own had my own awakening of a spiritual nature via the steps, you know. And for me, in my experience, the way I take my sponsors through the steps, it takes about a calendar year. 
not a step a month, but it just breaks down the timeline like that. I hear people talking about it in the rooms where they go through the steps in three weeks or a month. And to me, that's crazy making. That's insane. I don't believe in that. Um, the people that claim that don't necessarily have what I want because I don't think that it's impossible to grasp the concepts as deep as they are in the program in three weeks. This is not happening. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And the book is very clear about we must be in a sober state when we work the steps. That's very important too. Yeah. And, and you have to go through a detox in the beginning. It's, it's a kick in the gut in the beginning. My sponsor told me, he said, can you go in 100 miles an hour with your hair on fire? And I'm asking you to hit the brakes. You know, it's going to be hard in the beginning, very hard. It's going to be painful. Uh, I didn't sleep. I cried. You know, I, I had my body ached. You know, crazy things happened. But those things passed. You know, once I flushed my body of, of the substance, my brain began to clear and I could, could greater grasp the spiritual concepts that were being presented to me. And I had the willingness to follow the direction of a man who was helping me for free. Yeah. Um, my current sponsor calls it the price of admission. If you want a better life, you know, you have to get clean up front. And it's the same with, with any alcoholic, drug addict, anything. If you want to quit shooting heroin, you have to stop shooting heroin. And you got to go through the pain. You know, and if the detox doesn't kill you, then, you know, you're going to live a good life on the back end. But you have to go through it. And so many people I see in the rooms try to avoid that, the pain of a detox, and that just doesn't work. You must go through that. You must flush your body physically and then absorb spiritual concepts, you know, and improve your life. It's entirely possible. You know, I'll say it again. If you're new and you're struggling and, and you can figure it out, you just don't understand why. Look at what you're eating. If you're eating flour and sugar, that's, I would say that that's why. You know, get a good sponsor. Get a big book. You know, if you don't have one, and read it every day. I have my sponsors read five pages of the big book a day, and then they call me and, and write on it, and we talk about it. We we study the big book about Hawks Anonymous because that is the program. That's where the steps are. You know, and then after that, we study the A, 12 and 12. You know, and... uh you know, the sober life is a good life. The absent life is the only one I know today. And I must have it because if I don't practice the tenets of, of two separate programs, I kill myself right in front of myself. I cannot stop it from happening. And today, I prefer the life that I have. I prefer the job I have. I prefer the life, I, the place I live. I prefer the fact that, you know, I got married a week and a half ago. These are all good, positive things in my life that are rocking. You know, my sponsor calls it firing on all cylinders. You know, life is good today. And there's no doubt that it's all a result of working a positive program. So, you know, that's all I got. I hope I said something that resonated with somebody. And if you, you know, if you're looking for help or you just want to talk about recovery, you know, give me a call. My number is 714-720-7777. I'm in Orange County, California, so it's Pacific time. If you can call me 24 hours a day, you know, if you think you're going to use or violate yourself with food or anything else and you don't want to, call me, you know, and we'll talk about it. And uh, hopefully, you know, you'll get through that period um, where that thought will pass and you can you can stay clean for one day because that's, that's the deal. You know? Not for the rest of our lives. This is for the next 24 hours. So, 
Thanks for letting me share. I appreciate it.